Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. It's not often you can talk to a gentleman that's been covering the same team for 23 years, but that is what we have this distinct pleasure to do right now. Alex Ferrario has been talking a lot about the Blues in the Tampa Bay Lightning as a potential trade fit going into this offseason because of the cap crunch that not only the Lightning, but a bunch of teams around the NHL are going to be feeling. So we go right now to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Eric Erlinson. Eric, we appreciate the time, man. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my time. I'm not used to having time <laughs> off. In May, it's kind of weird for me. Hey, at least you got a first round of the playoffs, Eric. I didn't know what the <laughs> hell to do with myself back in December. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a weird season, isn't it? It's, it's kind of been a weird year, and it's been a weird playoffs to, to you know this point as well. It absolutely has, Eric, and that's really why we wanted to talk with you because you're the expert of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and look, Tampa has had one incredible run, but they are running into this cap crunch right now because, I mean, what was it, BK? They have their top three guys that are making like $24, $25 million, and with this flat cap and with, frankly, a lot of guys that need to be re-signed, it does seem that Tampa might have to move some players and the one that I've isolated that could be somebody the Blues target has been Ross Colton. So I, I guess let's just start with the cap crunch that Tampa is going to be in and how they resolve it. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough to resolve. Uh, they've been under cap constraints uh, since the COVID year, and, and the cap went flat. And uh, you know, we we just had lunch a couple of us uh, media members the other day, and we were going through a list of players that were part of the two cup teams with Tampa Bay that are still contributing to other teams, you could make a pretty good team just off of those players, right? Yanni Gord and Carter Verhage and, you know, Blake Coleman and Barclay Goodrow and Ryan McDonough and all these guys that are still really good players that they've had to let go just because of the cap. And uh, it's, it's probably going to be an even more difficult situation this year. Um, the cap's only going up by a million, although I'd keep an eye on the potential for the cap to go up. I know there's some push on the PA side, you know, to kind of kick this inflator uh, to kind of get the cap to go up. So that would be a relief to a lot of teams. I mean, what, 20 to 30 teams are up against the cap, uh, you know, kind of already for next year. Uh, but, yeah, Ross Colton is a guy that you have to look at. He's a restricted free agent. He has arbitration rights. Uh, Julian Breezebois has already shown in the past that if they feel a player's arbitration rights uh, award could potentially, you know, hurt, uh, you know uh, hurt their cap even more, they're not afraid to walk away from it or move on from it. And we've seen them do that with a couple of players. I think Colton's probably going to fall in that category, although I expect a trade rather than a non-qualifying offer. Just because Colton's still young, he's got top six potential, you know, or middle six potential for sure. Uh, and he's a guy to kind of keep an eye on to, if nothing else, you know, recoup some draft picks that the Lightning kind of had to part ways with here over the last couple of years. Eric, tell us a little bit about uh, Ross Colton. What kind of a player is he? And uh, from what you've seen from him, do you think he would be a fit as like a third line center potentially next year for the St. Louis Blues if that was the direction they decided to go? Yeah, he could even play, you know, middle six. He could play on your second line as well. You know, he moved up to play, uh, you know, the right side uh, of the face-off circle there uh, on the second power play unit for the Lightning. He has a really good one-timer. 
from that area. He's not afraid to shoot the puck. That's one thing you notice of, of him over the last couple of years is that when he gets an opportunity to shoot, he very rarely passes it up. So, you know, he's got that mentality. He's very versatile. He can play center. He can play wing. He can kill penalties if you need him to. He doesn't kill penalties for the lighting, but, you know, he has that in his back pocket as well. And he's got good speed. He's a really good forechecker. Uh, he has a nose for the net. He loves to get around into those dirty kind of areas. And, uh, he's just uh, just a lot of versatility, and he has a you know penchant for kind of showing up in clutch moments. Obviously, he had a cup clinching goal uh, against Montreal in 21. He had a goal with like 1.2 seconds left on the clock in the third period to get the Lightning a two nothing series lead last year in round two against the Panthers. Uh, and, and again, he's not a player that the Lightning want to let go, but they just might have to at some point. Uh, and he is probably their their best commodity when it comes to making this sort of a deal because of all that versatility they can bring the ice up and down the lineup. Well, and that's what I was just going to say, Eric. I mean, everything you just described, it's like, why would they want to trade that guy? (laughs) But obviously they're in a tight cap place. So I guess a follow-up with that is, do you believe that they would start there? Or would they start maybe at the top of a guy like Stamkos or Kucherov or Sorelli to see if they can trade that individual before they start at the bottom? Or do you really believe that it just is going to come down to a guy that's an RFA that they just can't resign? I, it's going to come down to that. The RFA they, that's going to have a hard time resigning because, you know, he's making 1.2, I think, right now, you know, in an arbitration award. He's got a 20 goal season under his belt already. I just mentioned the clutch goals. I mean, if you're his agent, you're going into an arbitration meet, highlighting all that stuff. Um, you know, yeah, I think he finished with 16 or 17 this year and primarily playing a third-line role most of this year. So you have to figure he plays a, maybe a second-line role. The, the production goes up uh, a little bit more as well. Uh, and, and I just think that in whatever arbitration award he would get, it's probably going to at least triple his salary. And that's something that the Lightning just can't afford. That's why, you know, as much as they would love to keep Alex Kalorn, you know, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. He's another player. doesn't want to leave. This is the only organization he's ever known. He was a 2007 draft pick. He's the longest tenured player in the organization. He's coming off of a career year, and he absolutely loves this organization. But even if he took a home team discount, the Lightning couldn't afford him. So that's what it kind of comes down to uh, for this team. And they want to keep the core in place. You know, they with Kucherov and Point and, you know, and Stamkos, you know, he's got one year left on his deal before he becomes USA. So you have to keep an eye on his status kind of going forward here is look towards the summer. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think it's they have this core in line, this this top core and this middle core, and they want to keep those guys intact because as long as you have a guy like Andre Vasilevsky in net, you got to give him a chance to win you know more cups. Um, and, and I think when it comes down to it, that's why a guy like Ross Colton just makes more sense. So, so I know this is pure speculation here, uh, Eric, but you know that's what we do in the offseason. So when it comes down to it, if St. Louis and Tampa truly are a match and that's the player that they're targeting, I, I mean, I know Tampa doesn't have a draft pick this year until the sixth round, so I think Amazing. anything would do for them. But do you think they would be starting with the first-round pick or would they look maybe a little bit lesser than that? It'd probably be a little bit lesser than that. I don't know if Ross Colton is the type of player that brings you back a first-round draft pick. I know... St. Louis has a multitude of them uh, this year with all the trades that they made. Uh, So I I don't think that you would be looking first round. I think you'd be looking second, third, you know, when we're talking maybe multiple picks and, you know, maybe a prospect or two is thrown in there, um, you know, to to kind of balance things out. But I I don't think a first round draft pick is 
you love it if you're Julian Breezeblatt, but I just don't think that's market value if we're talking, you know, a potential trade partner. Hey, Eric, we appreciate you giving us the time today, man. I think we're going to go ahead and call it in. We'll call it into the league. Yeah, just we'll get tell this Julian done. we're calling. You know what? We'll, we'll just make it work for a second. We'll, we'll go ahead and to, to get this thing done now. We don't need to go further into the offseason. We'll make it a, a 2024 second round pick uh, from the Blues going the going the direction of the Tampa Bay Lightning. We can call it into the league office. We appreciate you hopping on with us today, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, I appreciate it. Be well, boys.